welcome to the Carmel Jane Talks Business Podcast. Today we have the wonderful Jamie McCargan, who is a warrior woman. She has health and fitness classes uh, based around martial arts, especially for women, and it's all about empowering women. She gives parts of her profits to Women's Refuge Charity. She's an amazing woman. Can't wait to hear her story on how she's niched on what she does using all her experience and has grown her business really quite rapidly. It's going to be a fantastic show. Jane here with the Carmel Jane Talks business show every Wednesday from 1 to 3. And I have a fabulous uh, guest in the studio today, Jamie McKagan. McKagan. <laughs> We're just trying to work out how to say it. No, that's name. all right. No one can say it. it's McKagan, but it's McKagan. McKagan. Yeah. Come in a little closer to the microphone. So, why did you. I, I let um, Jamie choose a first song, Wham, Edge of Heaven. Mm. Why that one? Uh, well, that was the first single I ever bought. The first single in ever 1986 bought. from W.H. Smith, and I bought Wham, Edge of Heaven. Mine was George. I oh. know oh, my first album was. I think my first single was Boogie Nights. Was it? Yeah, I had some older uncles, I oh, think. Okay. Yeah. And then George. Um, Michael Jackson Thriller was my first album. Michael but Jackson I did, Thriller. I did. Yeah, another good all, one. All those ladies out there who had George Michael and Andrew Ridley on their posters on their wall. Exactly. <laughs> I was an Andrew Ridgely girl. I think I preferred George Jamie Michael. George. Yeah. See, Andrew Ridgely, his birthday was the day before mine on January the 23rd, I believe. Same year. No. Are they really old? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my time thing's not that good. Anyway. Anyway. Jamie McKagan. Yes. McKagan. I said it right. McKagan. Is a warrior woman. I am. She uh, She's a fitness guru. We're going to find all about how she empowers women through fitness. And I'm sitting here. We're the same age. And if lucky it's radio, because if you saw my face, this woman is gorgeous. She looks about, I don't know, 28. She is super fit. She's an absolute, uh, you know, you're a walking advertisement for what you do. Well, you have to be, don't you, Carmel? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. But uh, I'd still, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong trade. Maybe I should be a fitness guru and then I could look super gorgeous and fit and not have a fat tummy. But there you go. Um, anyway, so you warrior woman. Uh -huh. I have actually photographed you. You've come into the studio yes. with all your wonderful women. But but let's say, how did, what is warrior woman? How did it come about? Well, warrior women is set up to empower women through the medium of exercise. And I think that empowerment is a term, female empowerment is a term that's thrown around quite a lot lately mm. in the media. And for me, the definition of that, because I think it's quite important to just clarify, is the process by which women gain power and control over their own lives. And I think that is something that is still a big topic, even here in the UK, that many women feel that they don't have power and they don't have control over their own lives. I exercise. I, yeah, I know, it totally, <laughs> can help I mean, with exercise that. is helping, but it's so, yeah. you know, fine. I'm quite big, and part of why I do this show mm. is about financial empowerment because yes. I earn my own money. I earn quite mm. good money now, and it is really much better to earn your own money than marry someone who's got lots of money. It Certainly really makes a difference. Economic reasons, financial reasons are big components in why women do not have power. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So if you have your own resources, that does give you inherently more power to make your own decisions. But you're going into empowerment for women through exercise. Yes. We are. Yes. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. So, um, I'm a personal trainer mm -hmm. and obviously that's what I do is teach exercise and exercise is a 
wonderful, wonderful thing on many levels. And people often think that the biggest benefit of exercise is the physical one, but it actually isn't. It's the psychological one. one because it can make you feel so good and it can give you a sense of self-worth. Mm -hmm. And that is so important to have a sense of self-worth. And it is the underpinning component in terms of empowering somebody. Because if you don't value yourself and you have no self-worth, then how can you then move forward and make your own decisions, fight for having your own decisions, make those changes? It's very, very difficult. Absolutely. So, and I think, and I was joking about, you know, mm. not joking that you look super gorgeous, but I think if, if if that's your main goal is just to look good, it's not a big enough it's, goal, it's is it? It's not. It's not. too sort of narcissistic, but actually yeah. if it's about to feel it's great. It's feeling great. And of course we all want to look good. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to look good. And that is a great side effect of mm -hmm. exercise, isn't it? is that if you get it yeah. right and you do it consistently and your tr nutrition is on point, you can look good. But more than that, it's about feeling good. And we have so many women come to us, Carmel, that can't even look at themselves in a mirror no. because they feel ashamed of what they look like. And I think that is terrible. That is terrible that our society makes women feel like that. This, and you, this isn't just one woman that does it. You oh, know, no, you, this is a lot of women I have trained feel that way. Not all of my no. women, I must say, <laughs> Imori women feel that way, but a lot of women I have trained feel that way. They cannot look in the mirror, they cannot get on the scales because to see that number on the scales will lead them to feel... And yet probably they're quite upset. a normal size because actually a we're not all size, yeah. gorgeous warrior woman size eight with perfect muscles. I mean, most of us have got our lumps and bumps and things. Yeah. But it is, that's what people are expected, they expect to be. They exactly. Just... And they feel that because they don't look a certain way, they therefore have no value. They have no self-worth. They don't move forward in their careers. They don't maybe socially do the things they want to do. So effectively, their whole lives are restricted and limited. Because of the way they see themselves. Because of the way they see so, themselves. Because did you say, off before we came on air, that you've only really been into your fitness and exercise for about 15 years? Absolutely. So were you one of the girls at PE classes that were hiding and didn't want to do it? Or did you quite always like sport? Uh, no, I didn't quite always like sport. So I came to it late in life, as you say. Um, so what was your trigger for going, no, time's up, I've got to yeah. make myself... Well, for me, I was at an all-time low in my life. And really out of nowhere, I had the idea to join a martial arts club. And to this day, I do not know where that idea came from, but I Googled it and I found a local jiu-jitsu club, Wanstead Jiu-Jitsu Club. And I can honestly say to you, Carmel, that it sounds trite, but it was like an epiphany. And when I went there, that changed my life. And my life has not been the same since that first night so that I went to So do you really club. think it was like one of those kind of almost cosmic things that because what was there jiu-jitsu or martial arts with your friends or family or was it any kind of history of it or did you just none at all it came and out of nowhere kind of, like if it was karate you go we've heard of that a bit more but you just it was quite niche i was the only girl in the class oh that's why she went she was single <laughs> oh, i wish i thought of that when i was in between husbands <laughs> Damn, I got it wrong. I'll take up jiu-jitsu Well, that's what you time. need to do, Carmel. <laughs> hey, I'm okay now. Very happy, Jimmy, with number, husband number two, just in case you're listening. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, back on track. So yes. you went along and, went along. and so were you in a bad place? You don't look like a woman who used to be 20 stone. 
Right. No, no. You, you, it wasn't a weight issue. This was a kind of emotional issue. Absolutely, yes. Brilliant. So you went along to the class. So I went along to the class. And as I say, it you just... just loved it. Yeah, loved it. And it just changed my life. So when you do it, did you... Because you, you do look like you work mm. out. Do you work out alongside the martial arts? And is that what martial arts do? Or is it just simply all the exercise that you do? That... It's for me now. It's all the exercise combined. So I do a lot of the classes. And then outside of that, I also do my own training. So I do do a lot yeah. of exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Good excuse to do it all. <laughs> exactly. So you took up your jiu-jitsu. Yes. And then what happened? So you just did more and more classes. You loved it. It empowered you. When did you say, hey, I need to help other people? So after about 10 years... When I saw what it had done for me, mm-hmm. then I decided to open Warrior Women. So what were you doing? What was your job then when you were doing? Well, I'd been in and out. I've always worked for myself, Carmel, mm-hmm. um, because that's what I've always known that I wanted to work for myself. I've always been quite non-conformist. Um, and up until that point, the point where I went to jiu-jitsu, life had been quite difficult. Um, I'd had quite a strict and religious upbringing in a convent school. Oh, I'm a Catholic and, girl too, but I didn't. My, I don't think they were quite as hardcore out in New Zealand as they are. Well, yeah. probably not. <laughs> um, and in that environment, you don't really have the space to be anything other than what they want you mm-hmm. to be. So that was never going to work for me. That was quite a difficult time, and I'm sure it was difficult for the adults around me. So that led to the fact that at the age of 13, I developed a panic disorder with the complication of agoraphobia, which meant it was very difficult for me to go outdoors. People often wow. think it's an open space. It's not that it's about being in a queue, uh, being locked in, being mm-hmm. in uh, traffic lights is difficult because you can't get out. So anytime you're in a space where you feel you can't get out of. So that meant that it was quite life limiting for me. So the jobs that I did, the relationships that I had were all dictated to by my anxiety, which obviously went through peaks and troughs throughout my late teens and early 20s. Wow. So <clears throat> at a particular low, after having come out of a quite an abusive relationship, that was when I found jujitsu, And that was why I say to you, it changed my life. Because since then, I have not had a panic attack. I no wow. longer have agoraphobia, obviously. Um, so it's just made a huge difference. And I guess because you had that anxiety and then in yes. an abusive relationship, because that's what happens, isn't it? If you have it, you say, if you're not exactly. feeling empowered and confident, that's how you get into situations. Uh, this is what happens, Carmel. So when people do not feel valued or they have issues that are still not addressed, um, they end up in relationships and in jobs that they wouldn't otherwise be in. And so the cycle continues. Love the story. Brilliant. So you went along and you went, and as, was it because martial arts, I think you, it's designed to make you feel mentally strong as much Absolutely. as physically strong, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And I think that's why I chose it, because I didn't feel strong at the time, mentally strong or physically strong. I was very frightened. Um, I was being threatened. Uh, there was no help or support for me. So I did feel very disempowered. And maybe that's where the idea came from. I've been talking about, uh, Jamie said how, you know, she had agoraphobia and, and kind of anxiety triggered and then was in a, in a really unhappy relationship, found jiu-jitsu, and then about five years ago said, this has empowered me, I'm going to empower other women. So how did it, how did you start? How did you, okay, did you just start with general fitness classes or...? 
so to begin with, obviously, prior to that, I had trained as a gym instructor and a personal trainer, obviously. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, unqualified. So um, did, did with the jiu-jitsu, then you, you just got fitter and stronger and absolutely. then you did the personal training yeah. stuff. So, so then I did that. Um, and I started, yes, with just generalised fitness classes. Um, I ran some self-defence courses, did a number of things, um, none of which really took off mm. and we had few people in each class but it didn't really go anywhere um it was too generalized there wasn't really any focus yeah so 18 months ago i decided to pull it all together wrote a business plan wrote what i wanted to achieve wrote exactly the sort of people that i wanted to reach out to mm-hmm. And then I came up with Warrior Women. Now, this is interesting from, I mean, we've had all the great story, and we're going to get back to the actual Warrior Woman, but from a business perspective, and I do think with the world we live in, with the internet and, and, and social media, you have to niche. Because when you went, yeah, you no, do. I'm really good, I'm doing some self-defence classes, I'm doing a bit of this, you said, yeah. no, I am Warrior Woman. And actually, your website, what's the website? I should have it. It's www.warriorwomen.co. Oh, just .co. That's .co. That, yeah. It's .co. We couldn't get the .co.uk, <laughs> so it's .co. The Warrior Woman's excellent. So, and if you go on there, it is you've got really cool branding, mm-hmm. and um, and people buy the uniform, which is black with orange Warrior Woman, yes. and and when you go onto the website, you look. The, I don't just mean you personally, but the whole the business looks the part, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And, and you know very, very clearly what it is you stand for. Yeah. And I think if you if you are in business, it's so important to say, this is who I am. And I, I think I've said this on previous shows. When I decided to say I'm a dance photographer, it was pink and it was swirly and it was all dance and people knew we, we've diversified now, but, but so important. That's when I really started being able to make more money, but not just, but actually make it easier business. Because you say, this is what we do, and you do what you say you're going to do. But did you do the whole business plan? Did you? Well, I did, and I think you're absolutely right. I think it's quite scary because I'd never really done that before. But I think you have to niche. And what's quite frightening about that is you think, well, I'm going to lose all the people outside of this niche. Mm-hmm. But of course you don't. Because um, you don't just attract people in that niche, you attract other people, people outside of that. But, you know, I had to hone it down to, I want my ideal person to be, you know, 37 years old, to look like this, to have this did name. You have I did all doing of that. that. Did, you, did you have help doing that? No, I did that all myself. Did you Google it up? Or did you just say, like, you just knew that's what you had to do? And yeah, find your, I, was it, we say your avatar, isn't it? It's your ideal. My avatar. <laughs> I did an avatar. I still have my avatar. <laughs> I did my avatar. Um, and that's what I did. And since then... It has really exploded and we are growing week on week. Last week, we had over 100 people come to our classes. Brilliant, brilliant. So we have had um, huge growth over the last 18 months. Because, I say, uh, you brought about 12 or 14 of your... Well, there, there was just, I say your team, but yeah. it's not your team. It's your customers came in to the, into the studio and we did kind of like mocked up like a, uh, like a class stuff and we, we showed it all fun. But it was like a team. It was like it a club, was. wasn't it? It was. Well, it still is, I guess, with all the classes as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's very much the feel of our of our classes. It's a team. A team. And, yeah. and it was, um, they, were, they were all in pretty good shape, but it was all different shapes and sizes and ages. And ages, yes. Um, and they all had your uniform on, which looked pretty cool, actually, having them all there together. Does, does everyone wear their uniform to class? Everyone wears the uniform to class. Because they want to be in your team. Exactly. Because you say, this is who we are. And, yeah. And... Um, so what are the classes like then? Because it's warrior woman, martial arts. So we have a variety of classes. Um, our flagship class is our kickboxing class, uh, which we run on a Tuesday and a Saturday morning. Um, Again, that, when I saw the girls doing that, I said, I needed this in between husbands. 
Exactly. Um, people like to, to get some of that extra, like extra energy and aggression out. Releases <laughs> aggression. Uh, so we show people good technique because obviously I am trained in martial arts. So it's important to me um, that people know how to punch properly and kick properly. You see a lot of people at various fitness classes and they do pad work and they're not punching properly. Mm. You wouldn't go out running in a bad pair of trainers and with bad form. It's the same with punch. You've got to show people how to do it properly. So we make sure that everybody knows and class progresses that way and we have an advanced class. So how has you now got an advanced class? Because actually yeah. people who are really into it progress it, quite quickly. Exactly. How, do, how do you balance that when you've kind of got oh, some real newbies and then some that have been there for a bit longer? Or is that yeah. just, you it's, know, how do We it? just have the advanced and the beginners. Um, but our other classes are much more general. So we have cardio-based classes, uh, we have a box fit class, um, we have a core class and we have a kettlebells class. So we have a number of other classes surrounding our flagship class. So there really is something for everybody. So you've kind of developed these classes, mm. Classes. you've got the uniform, the, the branding is really cool. It's something you want to buy into. But how did you get the name out there? Because when you, when you said, we're Warrior Woman, this is great. Mm. But then what? Then, then how did you pull people in? Um, we used social media. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very lucky that my um, wonderful brother uh, works in social media and he set up a campaign for us, um, which was a six-week free challenge, and he did that via Facebook. Ah, so, so what was a six-week free challenge? So it was come along for six weeks for free and undertake the Warrior Women Challenge, which was obviously had a beginning point, a middle point, and an end point mm -hmm. in that we taught people how to do certain exercises. And we took them on a journey, really, by the end of which they were obviously a lot more skilled than they were at the beginning. And then so people bought into that, you you built it up, and then did they all start shouting on social media as well? Right. So from that, we obviously got lots of video, we got lots of photos, which we were then able to use to launch it for payment. So that's, that's then what we did. This is brilliant. I think people are so worried about doing things for free, but you need to get the traction. I don't know if you just last week we had... Um, Jill Willison, and she was in PR, but she had she had cafe and she had to eat for free day. And so she said, we gave her a thousand pounds worth of food, yeah. but we got six, seven thousand pounds worth of marketing. It must mm. have been the same thing for you. Absolutely. Obviously, it wasn't cheap. You know, we had to pay for the social media campaign. We had to pay for all the equipment. Did anyone give you a tip? And just go, go on, this has been amazing. Here's some money. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want that, so that was fine. Um, but, you know, you have to do that. And that's difficult, especially when you're not necessarily in the strongest financial position. Um, you know, but you got to trial out what you were doing. I bet you le you learned a load in oh, those six weeks. Absolutely, yeah. How many women came along for those ones? Uh, we had twenty four sign up, mm. um, and I think on the day we had eighteen come. Oh, so that, that's you're really good. Get yeah, some, um, yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, brilliant! So that that kind of kickstarted it, and then has it just been through social media and word of mouth? And then it has just been through social media and word of mouth, absolutely, and it has just grown so. I'm very fortunate to be in this position. I can't imagine many people would come along to the classes and say, you know, this was a sense of team and camaraderie and it was so supportive, wasn't it? But, you know, there were still strong women who wanted to do it mm. properly, but it was just a really, you've, you've created something quite magical. Well, the one thing that people say when they come to our class is they've never been to a class that is so welcoming. Mm. And that is the one thing that I insist upon, that everybody that turns up is made to feel welcome. Whatever fitness level you are, whatever age you are, you can come along and you can take part in our classes. Hey, what else is great? If they're all wearing, because it's just, it's black, black tr uh, lycra trousers and a t-shirt, yeah. a, a vest top or t-shirt, mm. because you know, there's not all that 
who's wearing the best gear and what are you wearing? Is that exactly, because like? <laughs> I hear a lot of that goes on in gyms. There's none of that because everyone's wearing the same. Of course, you don't have to wear our yeah, uniform. Yeah. I must but just you, say, you want to be perfect. Not obligatory, but most people do. So yeah. And again, uniforms are easy. Just makes it easy. What am I going to wear to gym class or the, whatever? My gym gear. Just wear it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, brilliant! And um, do you let men come along? No, it's warrior women. <laughs> Good on you. What I would say, uh, Carmel, because we were asked this question the other day and um, just out of interest, legally, one is allowed to run single sex uh, sporting sessions if a certain number of criteria are met, Mm -hmm. which we do meet. Um, But of course, I do think it's important for men to exercise and to take part in fitness. And to that end, there are lots of fitness clubs, obviously, (laughs) boxing clubs and martial arts clubs, which men can go to. Um, But I can only help a certain segment of society, and I've chosen it to be women. Good on you. So it is Carmel Jane on the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show here on Phoenix FM. I have the wonderful Jamie McCoggan. McKagan. McKagan. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this name thing going on. She's a warrior woman and she empowers women through martial arts and fitness classes. And I, I, they all came into the studio and um, and photo, I photographed them. And it's a real team. It's very, very wonderful. And, it, and, and we're saying, I, I'm all about financial empowerment and economic empowerment. And, um, and, and Jamie's saying how it is so important physically if we're fit and empowered, it can make us stronger in all areas of our life. So, so how do you think this works? Why is it when we do this fitness that it really helps with everything else? Well, obviously, you've got the uh, feel-good hormones, the endorphins being released. Um, And I just think, especially uh, with the services we provide, which we do do a lot of Mm. punching, the focus pads, um, there's just a sense of power that comes from that. It's very stress-relieving. You can get out your aggression and you just feel powerful. Powerful. I mean, I I played a lot of sport when I was younger. I was Mm. captain of every netball team at the triathlons and things. And... And I believe if you learn how to use your body yeah. and and you know what it is to achieve and do mm. something, it means you can go, oh, that works there. It can work in other things. And being physically strong is yeah. is so important, isn't it? Very, very important. Because yeah. you can carry things and you can do things in everyday life. You say, well, I can do this. I can do other yeah. things. So do you get a lot of women, do you say some of them can't even bear to look in the mirror? So how do you mm. overcome that? How do you work through that in the classes? Is it just by simply doing it? Uh, what I have found is that as they are welcomed into our team um, and they move through the journey, they just start to feel better. Mm-hmm. So it's just a process. Um, it's not easy, obviously, and for some people it takes longer than others. But, you know, you start to feel better, meet other people that have experienced the same thing that you have felt. You start to see changes, you start to feel stronger. And it's slow, isn't it? It's yeah. slow, but gradually. But I think but it, can, it can start slow, but it can increase exactly. very quickly once you get yeah. that feel for the it. The key with it, as I say to everyone, is consistency. To mm-hmm. achieve anything in life, you've got to be consistent. consistent. So there's no point coming, doing one class, going to one lecture, whatever it might be, once a month, because you're never going to get anywhere. You have to be consistent. So you have to commit and do it regularly. And by that, I mean every week. Whatever it is you're doing, whether it be my so class, m- another class, it's the consistency. So even only on one class a week, it can make a difference? Or do you, do, you, do you suggest they do some bits at home? Yeah, ideally, you want to be working out between three and five times a week. <laughs> and to that end, um, we do have um, an online 60-day fitness plan, uh, which if you are a warrior women, a woman, uh, you get access to that for free. So all my warriors have access to our online videos. So if they can only make one class a week, then they can do, follow along uh, with me at home, the workouts. So, so is this, um, 
So you've got your classes, but this is yeah. where you want to grow your business, doesn't this it? This is where we're going to grow it. Yeah, digitally. Because, again, if you're running a business and at the moment you're doing all this fantastic stuff, mm. but you're just exchanging time for money. And if you exactly. fall over and, you know, I say run over by a bus, people Touch don't want to come out. <laughs> Don't jinx it. I say, I say, that business at work is all, one of you get run over by a bus, we need to make sure more than one person yes. can do that job and no one likes that. But it's, you know, actually we've had someone with glandular fever this, and things, things oh, do happen. <laughs> no, no, she'll be fine. She's so fit and healthy. She's never going to get glandular fever ever. But you, but you do have to plan for that. And if something no, happens you to you, your income dries up. I mean, you might have a number two, but people are buying into you. And mm. and I think this is what, what happens to a lot of people who start on a business. And how do you go from, I mean, I had the same thing. I'm Carmel Jane, Carmel Jane Photography. And initially people thought it was going to be, I can't be the one going out. I mean, I just about killed myself one summer just by working every mm. seven days a week. So this is how you're going to grow. People still have access to Jamie, yeah. but it just might not be in real life. It might be on video. Exactly. I mean, I think the thing to remember is um, while you're working in your business, you can't be working on your mm-hmm. business. And someone that we both know that has helped me a lot along the way, the wonderful Steve and Mandy Baker. Ah. Yes. Um, have we had this conversation? Uh, no, I don't believe we have. Oh, I like to keep these back for you, Carmel, and just bring them out when we're so, live on air. That's no, what I like I guess to do. Just, just tell me everything. I know it all before we go on. No, 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 Jamie's kept under wraps. Brent was a funny little town. It, it, is, it so, is. How do you know Steve and Mandy? Uh, well, I've met them through... Um, uh, we love Steve and Mandy. Yes. And they're amazing, amazing Baker's Labels, which they, again, they look after their staff unbelievably. Absolutely. So is it Steve or Mandy? Just both. Both. Both yeah. have given me a lot of help and support. So you're absolutely right. You, there's only one of you. Mm. And you're capped, aren't you? Once your class is full, you, there's nowhere else for you to go. Um, so online, I think, is the way forward. And that's where we're going to take the business. And of course, that way we can help more women. So how? So already your warrior women have got access to the 60-day class. Do, and if yes. they did it, they would notice huge improvements, Absolutely. wouldn't they? Absolutely, yeah. And then how are you going to roll that out to a wider audience? Uh, so we're going to launch that later in the year via social media campaigns. Has your brother um, got something really clever idea? Yes, he has. <laughs> so I won't say too much. Oh, under wraps, under wraps, under wraps, under wraps. But, but yes. it is about thinking of, of clever ways of using it. But exactly. I just think it's such a good idea because you cannot scale your business, and you know, mm. you you do have to have a way of having residual income where you can, you know, people are paying and they're getting amazing access. They're getting access to you, but they don't have to leave their house, and, and you know, you can have people from all around the world, can't you? Exactly. Which they're not going to come to your and house. And it, it's important to me, Carmel. You know. Everybody needs to obviously have, you know, make money. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to do that to live. But it is important that I help people. That is the driving force. So in order to do that, I need to have financial resources, really. Because this is um, so true. You, you totally, I mean, sitting here um, across from Jamie, she is, and you've heard her story, which apparently, this is an exclusive. exclusive it is an exclusive. Nobody <laughs> else knows it. Knows this. Hey, go, no one Carmel. else knows us. Yes. I got out of our love Bang that up yeah. on social media. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> um, it really, really comes from the right place. Actually, yeah. Do you know what? Nearly all my guests, it truly does. But if you were going to help more women, you have to look after yourself. You, you have do. to be able to afford to live. You can't, you know, work yourself into the ground. Yeah. And this is one of the ways you can do it. And you can get out to more people, to people. Um, which is, is so, so important. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Well, I was going to say, Carmel, yeah, towards you, you, that you, end, you um, take it up. we already give a percentage of our profits every month to Women's oh, Aid, yeah. which is our chosen charity uh, for the year. 
So it's important to me to continue to do that. We are actually climbing up Mount Snowdon next week and we're fundraising for Women's Aid. We are £15. Let's just take it back. Let's delve into this. Off of our £1,000 target. There's not, there's not <laughs> many people that actually give, like they do fundraising, but you actually give a percentage of your profits. We give a percentage of our profits every month to Women's Aid, which is an underfunded charity. Um, this is really Women's struggle. Refuge. Absolutely. It's for women and children, um, victims of domestic violence. So they supply a lot of support across the... Uh, country, so we donate, as I say. And that, that refuges are getting shut down, and this it's is all hard. about um, female empowerment exactly. because I am all about financial empowerment because the reason women stay in unhappy marriages is because they can't afford Economic to go reasons. anywhere. And now Absolutely. with austerity measures, it's even harder. It's even harder, yeah. and then they're trapped in um, marriages that are deeply unhappy and often, often extremely dangerous. Two women, so we could we could really go full boy. Yeah. Two women every week die at the hands of a, par- a former or current partner. You're absolutely right. 1.54 rounded up to two, obviously mm. national statistics. Mm. Um, so that is what we do. And what I'd like to do going forward is to do much more work on a ground level with charities such as Women's Aid. So you have to get your video, um, you know, people buying it from all around the world because then it can free you up to go on and do more things. Exactly. Which is just, and would that, be amazing. And that is the plan. So... Um, so do you, do you actually have anything on the ground with Women's Aid or at the moment is it... So at the moment we're just donating mm. a portion of our, uh, as I say, monthly profits, but going forward... Just. We're just. just. Okay, I'm feeling really bad now. <laughs> um, towards the end of the year, I'll be looking to hopefully have a talk with them and see but what they we could, can do. You could give them access to your videos at least, couldn't you? We could do something along those lines, yes. And that is exactly what we will be looking to do. Yeah. Oh, so important. So you have to have me back, Carmel, and I can tell you where we've uh, yeah. <laughs> where we've moved to on that. But because um, how many refuges are there in Essex? Uh, there's not that many. Um, Women's Aid do have a free phone number. Which can I read that out? Yes, you can. It's oh eight oh eight two triple oh two four seven, and that is a twenty four hour. Um, helpline. So number. if you are in a dangerous or deeply unhappy situation, you can ring that number. You can ring 24 hours, free phone number. Um, shockingly, there's actually 100 calls an hour to police in England and Wales from women who are in 100 fear. an hour? 100 now. Wow. Hey, lucky we're talking about Brexit the whole time and nothing is so, important issues. Sorry, I don't, we're not meant to get too political on, <laughs> on local radio. I'm not sure what we're meant to say. Wow. So mm. I just... Yeah, it's, I, it's shocking. It really is. So as I say, we've got 36 women next week climbing up Mount Snowdon, raising money for women's aid. We've got women of all shapes, all sizes, all ages. Um, It's not going to be easy. How long does it take to climb? Well, (laughs) there's 36 of us, Carmel, so it might take a while. Um, About three hours up and about two hours down. But we're not going to be rushing. No, you want to enjoy it. Is the weather meant to be good? It will be cold at the top. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't want to put anyone off. Have you, so have you done it before? Uh, I haven't done it before, no. Be have the you first got people who've done the climb, or does it not matter? Uh, we have got, I think, about four people that have climbed up there before, yeah. But 36 women, I love that. So you, you'd be going up and staying all together in a hotel? We're doing, staying yeah. the night before, we are, and then we're climbing on the Saturday and hopefully coming back down on the Saturday as and, well. Um, and everyone's getting sponsored for that? And is there a click on We your, have a Just Giving page. A Just Giving page, which is going to be on your warriorwoman.co 
website? Um, it's actually on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash McKagan's Warrior Women. But I'm sure they can find a link to that on your page. Yes, well. yes, because this will go on the Phoenix FM uh, website and, and, and you can find those links through there. Yeah. That is wonderful. I just, yes. I just, that you're so driven and it's all very well to say empowering people, but you are actually doing things that making your woman that come directly to you and then giving 5% of your profits to um, to Women's Aid is amazing. Are you going to change your charity every year or do you think? Well, uh, so far we have. Um, last year we gave the percentage of our profits to a very small charity called Beyond the Streets, which works with women that are in prostitution. Again, another situation mm. that people find themselves in due to economic circumstances often um, because they have no choice. That's the only way they feel that they can earn money. Um, it's not a popular charity, as you can imagine. It's not something yeah. that people like to talk about, but it is something that needs to be addressed. So that was our charity last year, and this year it's Women's Aid. I'm very happy. So. A really, really cheesy, uh, totally unfeminist song from a Grease movie. We just realised. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and I have of an age where we danced around a bedroom, <laughs> pretending that we're Olivia Newton John, and we changed into black leather trousers <laughs> to appeal to a man. Um, so yes, this is what. <laughs> you did dance around your bedroom singing that song, oh, didn't I you? Did, yeah, yes, absolutely. And, and summer loving and all that. So yeah. this, this is where we're niching down on our audience now. There's we women are. all round <laughs> listening to this, laughing, knowing that they're knowing exactly what we're talking about. And some people scratching their head, completely confused. But if you've ever seen Greece, it's a deep, deeply unfeminist. Um, <laughs> It was Maybe. of its time. It's of its though, time. We can appreciate art for but the it's only era. Years old, but that was the whole message. Old. That was Absolutely. it. You know, it was all about oh, I'm cute and lovely, and I'm mm. after the bad boy, and yeah. then the bad boy doesn't like me cute and lovely, so I'm gonna. Put on black leather trousers and stilettos, and then mm. he's going to like me. And we're going to drive off into the sunset happily ever after. Yeah, this is not a true story. Anyone who's under the age of forty listening, no, but it did have good music. It did have good music <laughs> and some fun dancing. Loads of fun. Loads <laughs> of fun. So actually, um, aside from singing along and realizing how we'd chosen a slightly inappropriate <laughs> song. Um, we're, uh, Jamie and I are both kind of doing our bit for female empowerment, and it's so mm. important. And Jamie's super organised. I love this title, feminist. Um, so there are some stats that you have you, you've kind of come across about mm. women, and especially this is about financial and economic mm. empowerment, isn't it? About mm. like cause only. Yeah, so uh, in terms of business, um, fewer than one in five small and medium-sized businesses in the UK are led by women. Even though only one in five, yeah, fewer than one in five. five. So even though the number of women in the UK outnumber men by about one million. So, why do we think this is? Is it just they haven't got the courage to do it, or to? Mm. Well, I think there's a number of reasons. Um, cultural barriers. Yeah. Still, you know, in pockets of society, uh, women aren't encouraged to go it alone. Still, maybe not seen as the thing to do. Certainly, think that's a reason. Mm -hmm. um, definitely financial barriers. I know we were talking before the show. Um, but statistics show that women find it twice as hard as men to get investment and for the, their startups. I'm not sure it is in the in the UK, but in the States, only four percent of venture capital money goes to women, yeah. and, I, and they reckon it's two reasons. One, women aren't dream. My, my catchphrase is dream bigger, believe bigger, make a difference, and I think there's that. And also, then they have to be twice as good to actually get the capital. But four percent of the proper venture capital money mm. is only, is going to women, which is almost nothing. Mm. And you know what? It was only 30, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, that women had to, to get a credit card or a checkbook, 
or a mortgage. They had to have their husband. And if they didn't have a husband, they had to have their father countersign. Oh, this yeah. is in our lifetime. Yeah. Women weren't allowed to have a credit card in their own mm. name. They had to get like their dad or their husband to sign it. So so this is a change that have been made, but I think they're all quite residual. And women make choices to to have children and things as well. Mm. But but I just know for me, having my own economic freedom is the most empowering thing and it is wonderful and it means that I'm never going to be in, um, I'll just call it a deeply unhappy mm. relationship again um, and so, so important. So what are the other stats you've got? You've got more, have you, have you yeah. Well, you've covered it really. It was what I was going to say about the investment and of course the financial sector, the decision makers are often male, so that's another reason why, mm. potential reason why, should I say. And also networking. You know, it has changed a lot, but it, it's still sometimes you go to these networking events and they're mainly men and there's that kind of that boys thing. So women, go out there. There is so many supportive... It doesn't have to be just women. I think there can be a, a, be a balance because also you want to be in the room with the decision makers and at the moment mm. there's still, what, you know, 65% of our MPs are men and, and the men are still making the decisions. So you have to get into the same room with them, I think, um, and not be afraid to to put yourself out there and say, I can do this. Absolutely. Um, and, and I do think there's, there's lots of interesting research and, you know, it has been proven that generally uh, men are far more competitive than women. Mm. Um, so, you know, some of those statistics are going to be because just in general, sometimes women don't want to, don't want to do it. You know, they don't want do to we, win. Do we think, you know, whereas do we men think that is a socialisation thing? Because I was, I'm super competitive. Well, that's the research. Um, and they, they have done some very interesting um, studies into that it's not a so socialisation thing. It's actually something that uh, women and men are born with. So they looked at female and male babies and female babies responded much more to um, emotional cues, whereas male babies did not. So women, uh, right from an early age, are far more you know, into the interpersonal okay. relationships. Uh, that's their focus. Whereas for men, it was very much more it's a competition. They want to win. They want to come first. You're quite aggressive. So... I'm Who not knows? an expert in the field. Yeah, I'm just saying it's one of those questions I've read that, around it. But so. almost do we have to change... Um, what it is to be successful as well. Oh, because absolutely, because it's not always about financial success, is it? It's, you know, mm. other factors. But financial freedom, I think, is the key. And that's what, as women, it's important to achieve. <laughs> oh, it's been one of those days. Um, anyway, so it has been really, really wonderful having you in there. And it's just, I say, all my guests have really, really uh, wanted to help people and women and business and things, but I think you are just so living by, you're, you're actually doing it with Warrior Woman. Um, if you want to do a martial arts club, get, uh, class, get really fit, fit and be in the gang, it is the place to go. Um, and uh, and also that you're giving 5% back to this charity. Absolutely. And amazing. I would just like to take the opportunity just very briefly to say um, thank you to all my Warrior Women, um, because without them, there would be no warrior women. Um, and I'm very proud of them all and thankful for their support. So if they're all listening, thank you to each and every one of you. And say so the ones I met, they did love you. It was a gang. It was really, really wonderful. Yes. Wonderful to, to have you all in and meet you and see it. And I, do you know what? I was like, oh, do I do that class? But I play tennis. Oh, well, and I, <laughs> that's your thing then. I did actually... Uh, um, I played a match last night and then I had a knock-up at one of the guys when you hit the ball hard, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of my, that's my martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Love hitting that tennis ball hard. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my thing. But um, I think everyone's, you've got to have it. You know, I was kind of having a tough day, went out and played tennis and I feel the world is right again. Exactly. I'm just deciding if the weather stays night where I go out tonight and play a bit more club night. But, there you yeah. go. Go for it. <laughs> um, we are going to chat for a minute and a half and I can go into the news and say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> managing this uh, yeah people don't know I'm in here with my producer they're doing everything no it's just me it's and Jane it's just you Carmel <laughs> I have to say you, you've done the news you've done everything haven't you yeah I don't have to breathe the news it's fine but, but um, you've queued it yeah I've queued it <laughs> <laughs> so where's we've got a minute where is uh, Warrior Woman going to be in five years time so as I say, we will continue to grow, um, developing our online platform. We will put on more classes. Uh, we will have more instructors. We will have a warrior women. You are, you are going to. Oh wh- wow! This woman's thinking big. They exactly. say that you you overestimate what you can do in one year, but you underestimate what you can do in five yeah. years. And if uh, what what you've done in eighteen months, and you made that plan, you said this is who I'm after, yeah. and look at what you've achieved is incredible. Mm. To come from where I came from and to be at this position now, I'm very proud of what I've done. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. And that is what I would say. Yep, hard work and a vision and a plan. Yeah. But you need to start working so you can get the, the you have venture to take capital fund at your gym. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's what I would say to anyone is take action today. That's the biggest single thing you can do. Don't think about it, do something. Doesn't matter what it is, the smallest thing, but do something. Jamie, where do you go? I've loved having you in. Warrior Woman, all the way. Hello, Phoenix FM listeners. This is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show every Wednesday from 1 till 3. We had loads of fun and we're in the studio now with Emma Good from 24 Fingers. Um, she's a bit of a social media and content whiz kid. Um, I went and talk- Welcome, Emma. Hi, Carmel. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Excellent. So, harnessing <coughs> the power of the hashtags. I'm assuming. Most people listening do know about hashtags. Um, so just just to summarise, what really is the point of the hashtags? So a hashtag categorises content online on socials. So somebody can tap in and search by hashtag and get all the content around that topic or subject that they want to see. But it doesn't work on Facebook, does it? It does work on Facebook, but you people don't really use hashtags so much on Facebook. LinkedIn have um, introduced it, so it's mm. becoming a lot more popular on LinkedIn, but really Instagram's the place for hashtag. hashtags. And um, so if, if a business person, so they've put their post on, yeah. they've written a comment, what's really important about those hashtags that they put on? So on social, um, particularly on Instagram, you want to be found by the right people. Uh, we talk about this a lot, but you want to be found by your ideal client. And hashtags are a way of telling your ideal client that you've created content that's specifically for them. So the number one thing is make sure your hashtags are relevant to your ideal audience. And kind of find that. And, and how do we know if the hashtags are working? So if you've got a business profile on Instagram, and I'd suggest that any small business owner does change their profile from personal to business. Why is that? You're going to get a lot more access to insights. So you'll be able to see how your posts are performing, how people are finding you in the best hashtags. So what hashtags have become um, more successful for you? How do you know if the hashtags become more successful? Okay, so in your insights um, on your business profile, you'll be able to see per post how people found you and the higher the number of people that will find you by hashtag shows that those hashtags worked. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, but you just you go into the insights and you can see that that's, that's what's working. Yep, so look at each post, track how many um, people found you by hashtag, then look at your next post and compare what set of hashtags 
performed more effectively for you? Oh, so it's, is it a good idea to just kind of do it quite um, categorically, you know, sort of saying, right, this this sets here and, and how does that work and who am I attracting? Definitely. So, for example, today you had, um, I guess, in talking about fitness, so your next post will include a lot of fitness hashtags to to attract that audience, you'll be able to then see who found you, who's searching by hashtag. And if that fitness, um, local Essex Fitness, for example, if that hashtag worked for you, you know to use that going forward. Okay, brilliant. And um, so where do, where do we use them? So can we use them as stories, on bio? Yeah, um, use up to thir- you can use up to 30. I would definitely recommend using up to nine in general. Um, do you get, so- if you use two minutes, can you use two minutes? You can only use 30, Abby. it's um, a chicken neck, so definitely more than nine, but if you're going to put them in your main post, I wouldn't put all 30 because that looks spammy. I'd hide them in a comment, so that's another tip for a small business owner. Put your normal caption, put your writing, and then within your comment, put in your hashtags. That way you're not bombarding people. So, but is it more effective if you put a few hashtags in your actual main post or is it, does, it, does it make no difference? It doesn't make any difference because the number in your comment are added to the number in your captions. You can only have 30 in total. I personally use plain post, plain text, and I put all my hashtags in a cap, in a comment underneath. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. hide, I hide mine. Because actually, I've noticed Instagram comments are getting longer. Like they, And actually, I do sometimes read them. Like They're like a mini blog or something. And if, yeah. if, the, if it captures, you do end up, it's not just, I mean, Instagram started being about photos and yeah. it was images, and then it was just a, a quick caption. But now people, if the, the image is good enough, there's a whole blog, there's a whole advertising blog or a lot of content, isn't there? It's a really good point. Um, on our own channels at 24 Fingers, we know that people enjoy the post where we do longer text. Um, we thought we were being sharp and snappy um, mm. with the one-liners, but actually people resonate when you tell them a story. Yeah, it is something we're starting to do a bit more. I mean, sometimes if the image is super strong, but actually they want to know more about the yeah. image, don't they? Even in a short, a short caption is no good. That's right. And another top tip actually on um, hashtag, you mentioned it earlier, but put, use hashtags on your Instagram stories. Again, you'll rank on that hashtag. I don't do stories. My do stories, do my stories. Wonder, no, no, no. Claire does the stories for me. One of my wonderful employees who thinks they're great. I'm not quite got my head around them. So when you mean you write it on the story or when you post it, you post it in like a comment. The so on the story, you can um, actually do a hashtag. There's a little sticker that's um, specifically for hashtags or you can actually type it on your story, but I'd highly recommend. So does Instagram read that hashtag? Yeah. Yeah, so you'll you'll come up, I mean, like you'll come up in that hashtag search. So definitely do that. I'd also recommend checking out what hashtags your competitors are using. That might seem really obvious, but take the time and trouble to check out the relevant hashtags in your sector and use those. Um, Use the hashtags that influential people are using, like don't do extra work where you don't need to, just see what the movers and shakers in your industry are using as per hashtags. It's a great idea, isn't it? Just kind of see what other people are doing. And there is, I must admit, I, I think I copied a few of yours actually, Emily, you know, like Lady Boss okay. and some, some <laughs> it's there for, isn't it? But, um, and, and actually it is good because you kind of, you think outside the box a little more and you get some other ideas, don't you, on, on what could work. Definitely. And Instagram have given another um, helpful tool, actually. You can search by hashtags, but then you can also search by relevant hashtags. So search using Lady Boss, for example, and then also hash, um, Instagram will tell you what 
related hashtags around Lady Boss. So you'll get Lady Boss, you'll get Mumpreneur, for example. Mm. And that way you start to build up a set of hashtags that are relevant to that audience. Don't um, fall into the trap of only using the top popular ones. There's some niche hashtags that will resonate and sometimes it's better for a small business to go really niche you've got more chance of being seen well i think we've talked about niching in the last few weeks actually on the bigger broader sense of the business but this is true because if you put you know if i put hashtag photography or pick of the day there's lots of people isn't there putting that on and actually in a very crowded market yeah you've got to fight really hard um i'd also recommend creating a branded hashtag too so hashtag 24 Mm. hashtag carmel jane that way, anybody that's creating content around your brand, whether it's user-generated content, brand ambassadorship, for example, they can um, you can find that content really easily. Well, we're actually, funnily enough, we're trying to find one because we've got brand ambassadors, we've got five that are totally on board, they're loving it, Brilliant. and we need one. But whether it's Carmel Jane, whether it's Carmel Jane brand ambassador isn't that snappy, is it? So we're trying to work out what it is, because we want to get more people in the studio having yep. this amazing um, dance experience. Um, and so we are trying to, maybe yeah. you can, she's pretty clever, maybe she can come up with an idea of <laughs> what we'll we can do that for. But but you a, a unique one is so that all those posts yep. get hashtagged with that. And then we can, and actually then the girls in the office are saying then, then we can see from our brand ambassadors who's posting. So we can just search for that hashtag. Yep, so exactly. to create bespoke ones is a really good idea, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And then you can run kind of competitions and offers, you know, when people use that hashtag, um, they'll get something in return. If you're a small business or a small restaurant, for example, that's um, a really easy way of getting engagement on your brand. So if you said that, say, we'll say we'll say the example of a restaurant, if you share this picture and a hashtag, yep. you get a half price coffee or a free entree yep. or something. Use this how do you, How do you make that happen? Like, I mean, so, so once once I've done that, how yeah. do you then, do you have to go through and find? So on Insta in the search bar, you would just put in hashtag X restaurant, mm. all the posts that feature that hashtag will come up and you would pick the best one. Okay, so you could do it, not a pri- not a thank you to everyone, but you could have a pride, like yeah, a competition. Yeah, you could do a competition or you could, if you're feeling generous, you could do it to everybody, but, um, you know, a monthly competition of, you know, best snapshot or um, best dish, um, photograph of food, for example. It's a really easy way. Cool. There's been... In the last six and a half minutes, however long we've been talking, tons of great tips. This is what we're doing, kind of really bite-sizing down this, because um, we talk a lot about social media, because it's funnily enough, nearly everyone that comes in talks about social media because it's, it's so fundamental. Yeah. It's like, we're not going, oh, you've got a website, that's exciting, because everyone has a website, but that's only been the last 10 or 15 years, yeah. and I think social media, but, but this is really... Um, you know, super important, isn't it, to use these hashtags. And so LinkedIn and Instagram, but it's not worth... I, I read some of that it's just not worth doing it on Facebook or they don't even like it. People um, people also post from Insta back to Facebook. I, I don't do that myself because, um, you know, if you're using lots of hashtags in your comment, you're going to be seen on Facebook and it just looks a bit... Uh, and people don't search by hashtags on Facebook. LinkedIn people are, they're searching by a business topic. Insta, they are, and definitely Twitter. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to have a little break. When we come back, we're going to have one of my classic big belting songs. Um, oh, um, big belting songs from, a, from one of my favourite musicals. Thank you so much, Emma. Go on Phoenix FM, re-listen to this, because that was, I say, sort of 10 minutes of super, super brilliant content. So thank you very much. Brilliant. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Uh, 
Uh, that was brilliant. Thank you. A huge thanks to Jamie for coming in. Loved hearing her story and just wonderful what she's doing to help women. So please remember, if you like what you hear, rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really, really does help people find us. We'll see you next week. And remember, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference.